Moby Dick or The Whale by Herman Melville Chapter 19 The Prophet Shipmates, have ye shipped in that ship? Queequeg and I had just left the Pequod and were sauntering away from the water. For the moment each occupied with his own thoughts when the above words were put to us by a stranger who, pausing before us, levelled his massive finger at the vessel in question. He was but shabbily apparelled in faded jacket and patched trousers, a rag of a black handkerchief investing his neck. A confluent smallpox had, in all directions, flowed over his face and left it like the complicated ribbed bed of a torrent when the rushing waters have been dried up. Have ye shipped in her, he repeated. You mean... The ship Pequod, I suppose, said I, trying to gain a little more time for an uninterrupted look at him. Aye, the Pequod, that ship there, he said, drawing back his whole arm and then rapidly shoving it straight out in front of him with the fixed bayonet of his pointed finger darted full at the object. Yes, said I, we've just signed the articles. Anything down there about your souls? About what? Oh, perhaps you haven't got any, he said quickly. No matter, though, I know many chaps that haven't got any. Good luck to him, And they are all the better off for it. A soul's a sort of a fifth wheel to a wagon. What are you jabbering about, shipmate, said I. He's got enough, though, to make up for all deficiencies of that sort in other chaps, abruptly said the stranger placing a nervous emphasis upon the word he. Queequeg, said I, let's go. This fellow has broken loose from somewhere. He's talking about somebody we don't know. Stop, cried the stranger. Ye said true. Ye haven't seen old thunder yet, have ye? Who's old thunder, said I, again riveted with the insane earnestness of his manner. Captain Ahab. What? The captain of our ship, the Pequod. I, among some of us old sailor chaps, he goes by that name. Ye haven't seen him yet, have ye? No, we haven't. He's sick, they say, but he's getting better and will be all right again before long. All right again before long, laughed the stranger with a solemnly derisive sort of laugh. Look ye, when Captain Ahab is all right, then his left arm of mine will be all right, not before. What do you know about him? What did they tell you about him? Say that. They didn't tell much of anything about him. I've only heard that he's a good whale hunter and a good captain to his crew. That's true, that's true. Both true enough. But you must jump when he gives an order step and growl growl and go that's the word with captain ahab but nothing about that thing that happened to him off cape horn long ago when he lay like dead for three days and nights nothing about that deadly squirmage with the spaniard afore the altar in santa heard nothing about that eh nothing about the silver calabash he spat into and nothing about his losing his leg last voyage, according to the prophecy. Didn't ye hear a word about them matters, and something more, eh? No, 
I don't think ye did. How could ye? Who knows it? Not all Nan took it, I guess. But however's mayhap you've heard tell about the leg and how he lost it, I, ye, have heard of that, I dare say. Oh yes, that, everyone knows and must. I mean, they know he's only one leg and that the palmacetti took the other off. My friend, said I, what all this gibberish of yours is about, I don't know, and I don't much care for. It seems to me that you must be a little damaged in the head, but if you are speaking of Captain Ahab, of that ship there, the Pequod, then let me tell you that I know all about the loss of his leg. All about it, eh? Sure, you do, all. Pretty sure. With finger pointed and eye levelled at the Pequod, the beggar-like stranger stood a moment, as if in a troubled reverie. Then, starting a little, turned and said, You've shipped, have ye? Names down, on the papers. Well, well, what's signed is signed, and what's to be will be, and then again perhaps it won't be, after all. Anyhow, it's all fixed and arranged already, and some sailors or other must go with him. I suppose, as well as these as any other men, God pity him, morning to ye shipmates, morning, the ineffable heavens bless ye, I'm sorry I stopped ye. Look here, friend, said I, if you have anything important to tell us, out with it. But if you are only trying to bamboozle us, you're mistaken in your game. That's all I have to say. And it's said very well. And I like to hear a chap talk up that way. You are just the man for him. The likes of ye. Morning to your shipmates. Morning. Oh, when you get there, tell him I've concluded not to make one of them. Ah, my dear fellow, you can't fool us that way. You can't fool us. It is the easiest thing in the world for a man to look as if he had a great secret in him. Morning to ye shipmates, morning. Morning it is, said I. Come along, Queequeg. Let's leave this crazy man. But stop. Tell me your name, will you? Elijah. Elijah, thought I. And we walked away, both commenting after each other's fashion, upon this ragged old sailor, and agreed that he was nothing but a humbug trying to be a bugbear. But we had not gone perhaps above a hundred yards when chancing to turn a corner and looking back as I did, who should be seen but Elijah following us, though at a distance. Somehow the sight of him struck me so that I said nothing to Queequeg of his being behind, but passed on with my comrade anxious to see whether the stranger would turn the same corner that we did. He did, and then it seemed to me that he was dogging us. But with what intent? I could not for the life of me imagine. This circumstance, coupled with the ambiguous half-hinting, half-revealing, shrouded sort of talk, now begat in me all kinds of vague wonderments and half-apprehensions, and all connected with the Pequod and Captain Ahab, and the leg he had lost, and the Cape Horn fit, and the silver calabash, and what Captain Peleg had said of him, when I left the ship the day previous, 
and the prediction of the squaw Tistig, and the voyage we had bound ourselves to sail, and a hundred other shadowy things. I was resolved to satisfy myself whether this rugged Elijah was really dogging us or not, and with that intent crossed the way with Queequeg, and on that side of it retraced our steps, but Elijah passed on without seeming to notice us. This relieved me, and once more, and finally, as it seemed to me, I pronounced him in my heart a humbug.